Welcome to the Girl Scout Advantage podcast, a podcast where we educate, empower, and share the stories of the Girl Scout experience. Join us to rediscover the magic of leadership, teamwork, and personal discovery. The Girl Scout Advantage, a podcast where you will learn how the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan creates successful girls for today who will become the leaders of our tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another Girl Scout Advantage, Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan podcast. Now, the goal of this podcast is for people to have an opportunity to get to know people who've either been in the Girl Scouts or who had Girl Scouts touch their life, and our guest today is no different. Susan Monroe is the owner and president of Three Chairs Furniture Store. She's got three retail home furnishing stores here in Michigan. Is that correct? That's in correct. And, um, and she was a Girl Scout. Absolutely. And you are also preparing for a capital campaign in Ann Arbor. Is that correct? That's correct. The Ann Arbor Ypsilanti Center is looking to raise some money to um, update our facility. It's a wonderful, uh, large facility that we're working on. We're just beginning to launch our steering committee for the capital campaign. Fantastic. So you were a Girl Scout. Let, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about that. How, how did you get into the Girl Scouts? Well, I can't quite remember. It's been a long time ago. Um, I had a mother who loved to camp, for one thing, and a father who did not. Hmm. So my mother um, kind of pursued Girl Scouts as a way to take her daughter's camping. And she, um, so I became a a brownie in second grade and my mom was my leader and um, off it went. Um, She was the cookie chairman, she was the camp counselor, she disappeared in the summer for a period of time um, and just went off with other girls and was a camp counselor. Hmm. Um, because she wanted that outdoor experience. So having watched that with my mother, I went to overnight camp as soon as I was able to, as as young as I could. And that was a wonderful experience for me because the way the camp was structured, and I'm not even sure, I think it's similar um, these days. Um, We began in cabins and we... Um, watch the older girls have less to work with. They were in um, tents, hmm. and then the class after that had carried their tents, and then the girls who are older went into the wilderness carrying everything and building everything. Hmm. So we as as young campers were having a blast living in our cabin uh, as a second grader, but watching the third graders, you know, be in platform tents was like, that's where I'm going. Hmm. I want to get there. They had, they got to do more things that were more difficult and they, every year was more, you had to develop more skills. And you were, there was more um, learning about survival huh. in the outdoors. In addition to all the fun and appreciation of nature and understanding of the environment, um, this way of looking ahead and wanting to reach to the next place was pretty important to me. And then getting to the place where we just did primitive camping was the glory of, of it all for me. Hmm. Um, 
And it taught me that I could walk out into the wilderness and be perfectly safe and happy and content and at peace and with friends and people I didn't know very well but became very close to in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So it, it gave me a love of the natural world. It gave me a, a feeling of self-reliance um, in a time when I think even back in the 50s and 60s, we were girls were looking around and not sure how um, being a woman in the world was going to look for them. Sure. And I don't, I think girls are still in that same quandary about where is my place here? You know, wife, mother, business owner, pastor, doctor, not, you know, it's not mm -hmm. very clear. Um, it's not as clear for girls as it is for boys. Sure. What about confidence? I mean, being able to just walk outside and realize that you can survive, that had to have been somewhat of a confidence booster. Huge. Yeah. It was huge. And it's, um, it's helped me as an adult. It really made a difference to me that I was able to do that on my own. You know, I had very supportive parents, but I was out there by myself. Mm -hmm. And it taught me that I could do that, that I could stand up, that I, I was fine. And not only fine, I was thriving mm -hmm. in this stuff. Um, and then that, that love for that has allowed me to, I live in the country now, I, would, I can't imagine living anyplace else. It's, it's my natural habitat. I've hiked on the Appalachian Trail as an old woman carrying my backpack. You know, and it's been a fabulous um, way for me to enjoy this life experience. You also live in Michigan. I mean, we have it pretty good here. We have it very good. <laughs> very good. It's a wonderful place to live. But most of the United States is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Now, being able to see what the older girls did, right? Um, I know that this is a podcast, but if you could have seen your face light up when you brought that up, it was super cool. How has that helped you to always look for something next? Because you you might not say this, but I'm going to say this. You're obviously a very, very successful person. You, I mean, running three retail stores across Michigan um, as a as a you know interior designer, uh, we were talking about how you know you're a very creative person, but you still have this business sense. Um, did the Girl Scouts help you with any of that? With that sort of um, foresight that you were able to gain by looking to those older girls? I suppose I suppose it did. Um, a few things that stand out I, from that experience are also. Um, the diversity piece is pretty big for me in the fact that, and this is a big uh, aspect of Girl Scouts that I think is really important is that we take girls from urban settings and girls from rural settings and girls from any socioeconomic class and they're all the same girls in the same safe environment mm -hmm. so I was out camping and in my troop experience with girls and and I became a troop leader twice in my life I in my 20s I was a troop leader and in my 40s I was a troop leader so and a camp counselor you know I went on to do this and my daughter you know it's a family thing for women in our family but the diversity piece 
has helped me to understand um, as the, a leader or a manager in a business setting that sometimes when I meet someone who exemplifies qualities that I think are relevant to my business or my value set, that sometimes I'll create a job that fits them so that they're brought into the organization. I'm not f trying to, f and that's a smart business person. Mm -hmm. And I think that I could see all these kids who look different, came from different places, you know, um, became great friends for long periods of time, supported each other. That's what that's the world I want to live in. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to do in my business life is create that environment that I I got to live with in the Girl Scouts. How many employees do you have across these three locations? I only have twelve. Okay. And they stay with me for a long time. <laughs> for some reason that doesn't surprise me uh, at all. So you wanna hire people who are representative of, of your values. When you think of those values, not just from a family perspective, but from a Girl Scout perspective, how, since your mom was so outdoorsy and you've brought this into your home, how have the Girl Scouts values and your values meshed together? I mean, do you see a difference there or is it just part of who you are? No, I think, um, well, it's interesting that we're having this conversation today because of the uh, the Senate judicial hearing that's going mm -hmm. on right now. Um, the, the Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is being questioned by the Senate Judicial Committee. Um, so I, w I was 31 when Anita Hill was in this same chair, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a it was a crisis for me to watch that hearing, and this um, this woman is a real heroine, yeah, for girls. Um, we know that that gender equity isn't here, and we know that girls do better in a place that's not coeducational all the time. We have the information that says that girls need a safe space. Obviously, this doctor, you know, was not in a safe space in this co-ed social environment that she was in. So we know that we have to, girls are in co-ed situations educationally for the most part in our culture. So it seems to me that Girl Scouts are as important as they have ever been. They're, this is an organization that's 106 years old. It, its founder is impeccable, an impeccable woman. Her vision for this organization has survived all this time. The organization has remained relevant to issues that are important to girls right now. We're not cookies, crafts, and camp. We are STEM. We are talking about issues that affect girls' safety. We are listening. We are the organization that not only protects and educates leaders among girls, we listen to girls, we support girls, 
we are available to all girls. These are some of the values that have stuck with me. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm interested in helping our count, our council in Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti to make a better facility for these girls. And that's a big push, right? You're going to be uh, preparing for this capital campaign that's going to last for a while. It is. Yeah. It takes a it takes some time, and it's it's the CEO Jan Barker and I, and some other um, business leaders in the community who are going one on one to talk to people about Girl Scouts, and everyone we sit down with has a lovely memory of their experience. But what they want to know is, are we still relevant? Mm-hmm. You know, their involvement may be 10 or 20 years ago. Are we still relevant to girls? Is there still a need for this in our society? And my answer, especially on a day like this, when we're having this hearing in Washington, D.C., yes, this is the premier leadership organization for girls. This is the safe place for girls to become the women leaders they can. When you say that she is a heroine and, and with Anita Hill, right? Because I remember all of that myself. That is very public. And it doesn't seem that the Girl Scouts are shying away from having that conversation. By, by what you just said about how important, one, this is a safe place, and two, that you listen to girls, um, how did that shape you when you saw that? And, and now it's almost deja vu, right? Uh, seeing this again and having her be asked questions that they wouldn't ask men, right? And there's really terrible blame. Um, you know, my grandmother always used to say to me, Matt, every time you point a finger at somebody, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So you're probably three times as responsible as the person that you're pointing fingers at. I wish Congress knew that. They don't. That's fine. Uh, it's a totally different podcast. But when, when, you're, when you're thinking about the safe, the safe space, what, what you're trying to build in, uh, in eastern uh, Michigan, in Ypsilanti, in Ann Arbor, how do you foster that? Let's, let's, let's talk about that. So the capital campaign goes swimmingly, which I'm sure it will, but it goes swimmingly and you get exactly what you want. How are you going to continue to welcome girls in? How do you, as a member of the community, make girls realize the power of the Girl Scouts? Well, this is one of the things that has impressed me the most. I'm, I was just like everybody else. I wanted to know when I got back involved with Scouts, um, you know, are, is this organization as relevant to girls now as it was to me and it was to my daughter? And what I learned that impressed me the most, or one of the things, is that the girls are instrumental in every decision that goes on. The girls design the space. The girls are asked, what do you want this facility to, to incorporate? What, you know, what, what's your idea for the color scheme? The girls are integral. They are, it is not dictated to the girls. It's, uh, these girls are listened to and they lead. These girls are leading pieces of this organization with the guidance of of mentors who are worthy of leading girls. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pivotal thing to me, that these girls are not being told. It, I mean, they're learning, um, and they're surrounded by pe- women and men who care deeply about them, 
but they they're designing the upstairs conference room they're picking out the fact that we need a splash pad they're talking about the the you know where they're gonna toast marshmallows or where we need a troop house or we need you know what about the bees what about the you know could we have puppies here could you know I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 about them it's all about them and gently guiding them into into adulthood and fostering who they are and giving them a chance to be who they could be if you have not been to the uh, Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan here in, in Kalamazoo um, it's quite evident as you walk around I remember walking in here the first time and I was like hey why why is everything so exposed yeah. and and the young lady who I was with explained the whole thing well you know how else are the girls gonna learn about HVAC and electricity and <laughs> cement right. structure and I'm like right. God, that's just freaking brilliant man isn't it and this is such a, a wonderful building we just need this to happen in Ann Arbor yeah. so that and Jan Barker knows how to do this she's done it here mm-hmm. and we're gonna make it happen on the east side wonderful so if you could tell any of our listeners to anything that uh, that they could take home from this, right? So we always want to, at the end of the podcast, we want to not necessarily have a call to action, but, but something that is going to remind them of the importance, if they haven't already gotten that from you, of the Girl Scouts. If you had any advice for them, for either young girls or, or women who were in the Girl Scouts who might have maybe strayed away a little bit from the path, what would you do to... Uh, get them in the position that you're in, which is being active again? Well, I think um, we have a lot of great statistics about um, women business leaders, senators, governors, um, a lot of a very high percentage of successful women were Girl Scouts. And we um, shouldn't forget that. It, I, I just came to remember um, that that was something that was very important to the, the development of my character and the fact that I've been able to stand alone as a business person and raise a child by myself. Um, we all have these experiences that we don't expect. Um, and I think that there aren't any other leadership organizations for girls. This is it. This is the one. This is the one that's been in the forefront of, of fostering leadership for girls for over 100 years. So we need to remember that um, we, we tend to take it for granted in the fact that we've been here for 100 years. But we need, we need energy, we need troop leaders, we need girls, our, our enrollment is growing, we need facility help. We have, our programs have expanded. We have after school work, we have summer camp, we have day camp, we have, I mean, there's so many programs now. It's mm-hmm. not cookies, crafts, and camping anymore. This is a, a huge program, international program for girls, and, and Girl Scouting lasts from a very young elementary age into high, into high school. So this is there are opportunities for girls in employment, in scholarship, in business leadership, in um, 
nonprofit organizations, the it's the gamut. So just remember that this is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it for girls, and this is it for all girls, not exclusive girls, all girls. Well, Susan, thank you very much for uh, taking some time today and uh, talking to us about how Girl Scouts impacted your life. Thank you. And the big question that I want to leave all of you with today is to just ask yourself the question that, that Susan asked, which is, how relevant is this? Look around you, look at what's going on in the news, and then look around and see what organizations do exist that can allow girls to have that safe place, to have mentors, to have a bit, uh, opportunities to grow, to gain confidence. Uh, the Girl Scouts really is it. And so for everybody at the Girl Scouts, This is Matt Halloran, and I want to thank you all for listening today. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come up with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device, and it also makes it easier for you to share with your friends and family. After listening to this podcast, if you know somebody who really should hear this, uh, just make sure you click that share button and share the podcast with them so that they can get some good insight on how Girl Scouts are so relevant today. So for everybody at the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Change the world.